Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We are glad you are with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Good evening, Alan. Hey, good evening, Fred. There is big news to talk about in New Jersey this week. Governor Murphy announced Monday that the state is putting out a request for expressions of interest, an RFEI, for companies to submit informative proposals to the State Department of Transportation to design, build, and operate an electric-powered self-driving transit system using minibus-type vehicles. This would be in the city of Trenton with an eye toward expansion. Our listeners and viewers have heard you talking about the need for this for a long, long time. The significance, Alan. Well, uh, the significance is, is that while we might have been chatting about this on, I don't know how many of our 250 podcasts and Zoomcasts that we've done here, Fred, and uh, of course, the whole last summit was kind of focused as a, as a run-up uh, to this kind of thing. <clears throat> what it means is that, you know, somebody of, of, of some responsibility here in New Jersey, um, wants to do this i mean that somebody you know, happens to be <laughs> the guy at the very top and a bunch of people underneath him so it, it's it's really been a team effort that you've been involved in and the city of trenton has been involved in and now that now that you've come to the point where you're making something happen right and and you know i, I, w I was at the florida av conference last week and of course, one of the uh, presenters showed a showed a slide that basically had columns of states in the U.S. and rows of things pertaining to, you know, automated vehicles and the driverless vehicles and whether you know they they are permitted to be operated operating there and have doing or doing testing or or beginning and whatever. So you know. They had check boxes for each one of the states of these things. Uh, and of course, uh, California basically had all the boxes checked. Uh, Arizona, all the boxes checked. Uh, Florida, well, it was, a, it was a Florida AV conference. Florida better have all the boxes checked because, you know, otherwise uh, Jeff wouldn't have been too happy. No, no, I'm only being, and, you know, Pennsylvania had a few, Michigan had a few, um, uh, Mississippi had uh, one, you know, like we're thinking about it. I don't know, the, the easiest box to check and tied with Mississippi uh, on that chart was New Jersey. Um, that was last week. Um, this week with this announcement, you know, the way I look at it, New Jersey's in the lead for deployment. I mean, what, who cares about testing? Okay. The issue is, is okay, run them, you know, do some testing, great. But the objective is deployment such that, you know, at some point we start getting some societal value out of the hundred billion or whatever that's been invested in this technology. So I guess the first hundred billion was to do the testing. Great. But how about, you know, a couple shekels here and let's do some deployment so that, you know, some people who, who can really benefit and improve their lives through mobility that this has the opportunity to offer and, you know, quoting um, the governor, you know, to, lead to the deployment of safe, equitable, affordable. And maybe I'm paraphrasing what he means by affordable, but if affordable is on the cost side. Because if the costs are low, then whatever you need to put in as a public subsidy to get it even lower to really be affordable on the price side is small. But my goodness, 
if the cost side is up here to get it down here to the affordable piece on the price side, which is really what is important, you've got to make up this big gap. And of course, the reason why, you know, in New Jersey, we don't have Ubers or Lyfts or DDs providing mobility for everybody is because their costs are so high because a chauffeur costs a lot of money, even a gig chauffeur. And how many people are willing to work for nothing to bring that price down? the cost down so that you can, you know, afford to subsidize it in perpetuity. You might be able to do it for a week, for a month, for a year, whatever. Great. Nice test. Then you run out of money if the cost is high. So the affordable piece is really important. Affordable on the cost side, because then you can afford to subsidize it so that the price side, you can serve even poor people or economically challenged people or however you want to call them. So let's, let's, so it's safe, let's, let's equitable, affordable, right. sustainable, of course, is important too. I mean, you know, we don't want to screw up the planet. Let's lay and, out the vision here of but, what we're but talking about. One more, about. let me, let me sure. do one more, mm -hmm. but it has to be high quality mobility. It can't be, you know, a bus that runs who knows what and, and has a Sunday schedule, Saturday schedule, no schedule between so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, what's the matter with, you know, current transit? Except for, you know, New York and, and, and Chicago, I think, are the only two transit systems in the nation that operate 24-7. What happens if you're working the night shift someplace? Because that's the only job you can get that pays you so that you can put some food on the table. How do you get to the job? So in a sense, you know, the, the, the words, the, the, at least I read the words that the governor has here, they're all fundamentally important. They're really important. So it has to be safe, not vision zero. Hey, if I want to be perfectly safe, I'll stay here. I won't go anywhere. Because I like to also say, hey, if my house burns down and I die because my house burned down, I should have been out there on Route 1. I would have been safer on Route 1. Come on. So let's to get it to a point. Alan. Let me, I really want okay. to, I want to yes, make I... sure. I mean, you know, for some reason, as I read the stuff that is out there, no, what are they? I mean, they're not focused on the safe, the equitable, the equitable. You know, really, the, the purpose of doing new mobility is to be better for some folks than what they already have. Now, if you want to give provide mobility that's better than what I already can provide for myself. I don't know when that technology is going to be available. You're not going to do it out of the box because of what I have, the wherewithals to provide for myself. Because I happen to be a lucky white guy who's had all the opportunities of the best education, the best. But somebody who, you know, hasn't been as fortunate as me. My goodness, they should have they should have mobility opportunities the same way that I have mobility opportunities, I think. And so the equity piece is really important. The governor put it out there. And the affordable and the sustainable and the high quality. The high quality is on demand. I mean, I I roll out of my kitchen hump and I, on my car anytime, almost. Go to wherever I want to go, almost. Whew. Because I provided and, and I've had the wherewithal to provide it for myself. 
somebody who, you know, only has this much and most, and some of it should, needs to go to providing a roof over their head and some clothes and, and some food on the table, maybe some toys for their kids. There isn't much left. So, I mean, that's what, that's what, and we have technology. I mean, the key, and I think what the governor gets, and I certainly don't want to speak for the governor here, but what he gets is with this technology, oh my goodness, much of the expense, much of the challenges of being able to put out their opportunities for mobility for people to have high quality mobility, that's safe, that's sustainable, is because you have a computer doing the driving. And that computer doesn't have a family to feed, doesn't have, doesn't need bathroom breaks, doesn't need to be able to relax and take its mind off of what's going on, which are very important functions. But oh my goodness, you have the opportunity to do this affordably. If you can do it affordably, then everybody can have it. I think that that's what the governor has seen in this. And so the opportunity tell, here tell is to lead. Now, right. So this would be a first, using the technology where it's really needed. And we've talked about that before. But, but paint a little picture for us what this might look like. I know we're just getting... We just asked for proposals. Yeah, but, yeah, what might it look like? Yeah, but let, let me, you know, even before that, you know, uh, yeah, I testified yesterday at the um, at the um, New Jersey Assembly on some legislation to, you know, get, make sure that some testing can be done in New Jersey too, but, but focused on deployment, because this, this initiative is for focused on deployment, on doing deployment. And, and, and when, when the governor in, in his statement says here, he's being modest, it says, uh, you know, in, in there that this would, be, this would be the first in the nation. That's, a, that's modesty by him. It's the first in the world. We haven't talked here about anybody else doing this, this kind of thing anywhere else in the world. I haven't seen it discussed anywhere else in the world. People are talking about driverless cars for rich people. Sure. Maybe. And Chandler, maybe, you know, 70% of the households have two or more cars. No wonder it's, you know, nobody's clamoring out to, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I've called, never mind. People will get angry with me. Yes. Now back to your question. That, that is what is so darn monumental about, at least I see in this announcement. The governor of New Jersey has come out and leading and leading the world to do it. What in his state capital with a, what I claim, what, what you can read, just read it. It says the commissioner of DOT, New Jersey DOT is on board with this. The mayor of Trenton is on board with this. On Wednesday, I was meeting with the superintendent of schools. I mean, totally on board. Met with the met with the religious leaders, the, the business leaders, the, the the public safety people on board. And these people will have this. a say in, in in the community will have a say in shaping in this. the community. We're involved in 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 community our community involvement where was it was i we're down in the public housing talking knocking on doors talking to people where where would you like to be able to go when we don't say hey here here's some bling here's some lidars and and computers no that's an enabler that's you know that's some bling to get them to, to deliver mobility here. What's the fundamental value of mobility? Time and place utility improvement of the individual. It's the only reason anybody goes any place. They go to that place at that time. Why? Because they believe they will be better off 
by being there than staying where they were. Otherwise, you wouldn't go. But you have to have the opportunity, the, the harder, the more expensive relative to what you have to go, the less you're going to take advantage of the places where you could really improve your quality of life. Fundamental economics, you know, the first five minutes of a lecture of, of the first lecture of, of transportation, not 101, transportation point oh 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 one. That's what this is what this does. And, and, and New Jersey, you know, I'm so proud of it, has come out and is saying, my goodness, we're going to take all this, we're going to try to get those that have invested so hard in all this, in all this technology to please come here to New Jersey and improve the quality of lives of our citizens. And most importantly, the quality of lives of the citizens who, you know, really could use it the most. Wow. Who would, I mean, the substance that is in this thing is like phenomenal. So let's, let's tell these companies and, and our audience the next steps here and what this might look like for, you know, well, and you of know course this, this is, is generalized yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a process. I mean, as, as we've talked about here, you know, I don't know how many times, you know, this, we wanted to build a welcoming environment in New Jersey for this concept. And that welcoming environment requires, as we've discussed, requires the governor, the commissioner, the mayor, the, 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 the police chief, the, the faith person, and so on, all the way up to the neighborhoods, to the public housing buildings and, and whatever. You know, all the way up there. And if, if one has that, that, that welcoming for this and saying, oh my goodness, then maybe those that have done all the investment in here will decide to come here and, and, and share that technology with us. <clears throat> and finally begin to capture some value out of the investment. Today, I mean, essentially no value has been captured. I mean, we've had a few people run around uh, uh, Chandler. We have GM Cruise employees riding around in San Francisco. Else, no. Okay. I mean, we have some people that claim they do it, but they all have attendance on board. Well, there will initially be some attendance here. Well, too, of course you, of course you have to, of course you have right. to begin. Of course you have to begin. But, 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 but that piece of the deployment initiative has to say, hey, that as soon as we can do get out of having attendance, that's when we can finally have affordability of this thing, so that it's it can continue. Otherwise, we're going to run out of money. So the governor, is, the governor and the state are asking for proposals by really just a few months from now, right? Right. So, I mean, I think the concept and is what's laid out again, you can read it. It is, there is, there's no fluff here. As I read it, looks to me very substantive. It says, yes, we want to, we, we'd like to know who's interested in trying to do this kind of thing and, and let us know. And then at some point, we're going to put out a request. We, they are, this is them, they're we, are going to put out a, a request for a proposal from the private sector to do a private-public partnership. In other words, partner up with the representatives of New Jersey, whatever that might end up being, to then do this and put it out there. And the reason why, at least I think, or I, I'm maybe reading a little bit between the lines, the reason why it's a public-private partnership is it's not just like, hey, like Uber, you know, came in the cities and said, lawyer up, or, or people brought in scooters in places and said, you know, we're putting scooters out there. What I think this says, and hopefully I'm not, uh, you know, putting words in people's mouths that are responsible here. Who am I? I'm, you know, 
I'm a, I'm a professor at some backwater institution. <laughs> I mean, really, but 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 what they're saying is that is that come here and let's do a partnership. And that partnership is the, the reason why the public wants to wants wants to be involved is that we want to make sure that you one's really trying to do the equitable equity piece. One wants to make sure that you are safe. Not perfectly safe, but safe enough, which is a, you know extremely difficult concept to put together. That you do provide high quality mobility. I think we've I've liked to say on here at least you know whatever my definition. Not that my definition should matter on high quality mobility, but you know one looking to do twenty four seven, three hundred and fifty. And, you know, so what, what's irked us and what we've discussed, I don't know how many times on these podcasts is some people are out there and say, we have to do 365.25. We have to be able to go through fog, deep snow, torrential rains, bull. I mean, if, you know, if, if it has to be perfectly safe, go through fog, torrential downpours, Deep snow, forget about it. I'm staying, I'm going to go play golf. I'm going to sit here and, you know, I don't play computer games, so I can't even play computer. <laughs> we'll sit here and chat. What can I tell you? Well, but the, that, the that's point ridiculous. Is, the point is when, when we can't drive, the system will not be out there. That, I, I, I think so. That, pretty much. I, I should not be driving either a 55 Chevy or the whatever the greatest uh, or a Tesla with full self-driving in fog i mean come on or in snow that's whatever wait until the snow plow gets out there and and and, move, and and removes it or in atlanta you know when when it's 30 degrees and it's just rained and there's black ice out there on the road i mean we, we watch the news reports every winter Ooh, look at it, how crazy Atlanta is. Cars smashed up all over the place. People thought they could drive on black ice. I mean, come on. Stay home. Relax. Well, an interesting thing, Alan. You had, <laughs> you had your students uh, do some presentations investigating other Trenton-type scenarios or situations, and you got some... Uh, Surprising and interesting feedback, right? Well, I mean, you know, I was, we've gone through COVID this, this semester and it, at times it hasn't been as pretty as it could have been, you know? I mean, people wearing masks, whatever, not to, not feel to do, to do, to do, to do, to do. And I became a little depressed that maybe it's the, the amount of engagement that I got out of my class. But we had uh, today, this morning, we had final present. Uh, what I call the um, or 467 um, final uh, report symposium where they basically make presentations of the analyses and investigations that they've done. And, and so this year we basically, you know, we're doing villages, their surrounding counties and, and surrounding states. So basically looking basically as a concept that, we've discussed here, you know, with a Trenton, you, you basically start in a village and you get the darn thing to work and, and then you grow it from there. Your, your operational design domain grows from the village to the county, in some sense to the state. So they went and I, the assignment was to, to basically do that for various places around the country. So, and, and what the students were supposed to do was either do it for, start with a village being their hometown, start with a census block where they live, grow to a village, a, like a 10 square mile village around that, and then grow to the state or the county and then grow to the state. 
and look at that under several different market penetrations and what kind of um, ridership do you would you end up getting throughout the day and and estimating fleet sizes and actually simulating the movement of the vehicles and looking at occupancies and ride sharing and all the other stuff that goes with with all that thing and Oh my goodness, I don't know. I must have had low expectations because I was just floored um, by the quality of, of the, the work that they did. The investigations in places, I mean, you know, one student is from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, did that one. Um, another one is is from um, is from um, um, uh, Mobile, Alabama. I mean, you realize there are pockets of some really poor neighbor hoods and villages in Mobile, Alabama, uh, not surprising, um, and, and service, starting the service there and so on and, and, and expanding it out. Morgantown, West Virginia, one student chose Morgantown, West Virginia. Why? Because of the PRT system that sits there has you know, six stations, but starting there and growing it out and looking at, you know, impacts fleet sizes all sorts of things uh, average vehicle occupancies efficiencies and so on um, uh, prince george's county in maryland you have any idea what the income distribution looks like there versus you know um, northwest washington dc the gentrified area that many of those people that now live in prince george's county have been used to live and were i guess sent to I, they weren't sent there but i guess that's the only never mind i don't know how they migrated there um a most interesting one in in arizona where a student decided to to take a look at what if we started what if the village is a is an indian reservation and what does what does this improve mobility concept mean with respect to mobility opportunities and 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 uh, for the people that, that live there, people as described by the U.S. Census, as compared to Chandler, <laughs> I was blown. I was blown away. And they did this, and I, I couldn't have been more proud. But I guess I fed them. I fed them the the Kool Aid. <laughs> I thought they were drinking it just to get a grade. And I, I mean, my goodness, <sighs> the only person that 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 might might have done it better is is governor murphy i mean whoa so i've had a good week friend i've well, had a my cup really of good week. Right here. <laughs> uh, man i mean you know it was so good honolulu you should see what what happened what 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 the opportunities are in, in, the, in the big island and the fact and holy i mean a lot of people on that big island a lot of families don't have access to that many cars. I mean, I guess who goes to the hotels and, you know, makes the beds and cleans the rooms and where, anyway, it was, I was. <laughs> Hopefully we're going to be able to show some of this down the road. And, yeah, and no, we, we taped some, uh, you know, and no. uh, 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 they turn in the, the, the final reports on Dean's date on, on Monday and, you know, we'll link them up and put them in, in the newsletter and people can take a look at it. Sounds terrific. We'll be back with more, but first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs. Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, you can head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper. It's called The Smart Transportation Revolution. It's under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions. You may know that ETFs can be a good way to spread risk with investments, maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, once again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of Smart Driving Cars. Uh, Alan, we want to get into some headlines. Yeah, I, I think maybe before that, if I can, you know, I don't think sure. I quite answered your question as to where where all this might be going. Again, it's, well, well, it's up. I, I it's, just it's, didn't know if you didn't want to get into it. But no, no, I mean, no, I mean, I mean of, I, of what uh, this might look like. Sure, and what what the what the might look like? I think the the governor spelled it out in in his press release. I mean, the idea is to really do 
you know, on-demand mobility uh, kiosk, the kiosk. It's not door-to-door, it's kiosk, the kiosk. Uh, I guess, uh, at least uh, to me, the, the the academic reason to do that is that that allows people to walk just a short distance, sort of show up just like they do at, a, in an, at an elevator bank and maybe show, share an elevator, share a vehicle. I mean, if it's picking me up at my in my kitchen, it's only going to take me. And if it has to stop at your kitchen the door to take you, I'm going to say, without, well, you know, what are you doing? I want to get to where I want to go. And we're talking like about 100 vehicles and all. At the and, and so we're talking, I mean, the, the, the thought is, is basically the way that the operational design domains that, that I've looked at that, that may end up being looked at are basically, you know, some of the uh, having a, a 50 different, 50 kiosks, in other words, local uh, uh you can call them bus stops, but we call them kiosks because the concept has been that, that, that these would be designed by, by the neighborhood. I mean, I just think myself, if there's going to be a, a kiosk in my neighborhood, I don't want you designing it, Fred. I want, I want us who live here to design it to be what, what we would appreciate, what we would protect, what we would, we would cherish for us. And I think each one of the 50 neighborhoods in Trenton's is only eight square miles, you know? And so that, that basically puts one of these things within less than a five minute walk of every place in, in Trenton. So you show up at one place, there are vehicles waiting there, or there's one that will arrive soon and sort of waits around. I don't know. We've through the, the students do all kinds of different uh, departure delays from, you know, one minute to five minutes to 10 minutes to see, you know, what kind of opportunities for ride sharing that might exist of other people showing up wanting to go to the same place. And ride sharing is somewhat important because that helps on the affordability. If this thing is going to be sustained for, you know, for a while, it has to be affordable. And affordable means, and it also it means that 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 the operator will have an opportunity to make a profit. And and the governor, when you read this, the governor called this transit. His words. Oh my goodness! I mean, th- this is the concept of having transit is what somebody else providing mobility for me, using ground transportation. It's not a bus necessarily. Otherwise, I provide my mobility for myself. If I hop on my scooter and go scooting, that's not transit. If I hop on my bicycle, that's not transit. If I walk, that's not transit. If I drive my car, it's their truck or whatever, it's not transit. But if somebody else is operating this thing, I mean, you know, to me, taxi company is transit somebody's providing mobility for me uber lyft or transit they're providing mobility for me new jersey rail on the corridor is transit new jersey buses you know i hop on there's a bus driver takes me that's transit a driverless vehicle coming by being parked there i hop on it takes me i get out it goes and you does it for you, for somebody else. That's transit. He called it transit. I agree with him. Terrific. And, and Alan, I know you don't want to personally take any credit for this as the governor's move and all that, but it as, is. A leading, as a leading advocate for this type of thing, I think uh, some congratulations are in order here. Well, that's no, part, I don't. That's personal. I don't no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I cert- certainly preach this. And, 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 but, but I mean, he's gone beyond my preaching and I don't know, I don't know to what extent he heard it, didn't hear it or whatever, but I don't think he just goes out and willy nilly. I don't, I, I don't think the commissioner of transportation does it willy nilly. I don't think Reed, the mayor of Trenton does it willy nilly. I mean, I think they, they I, I, I think, you know, through their own processes have, have looked at this and said, oh, my goodness. Now, what, what is needed here is that for those who have 
spent so much time and effort since the DARPA challenges to try to get this from a testing environment to a deployment environment. I think they should take New Jersey seriously. This is a deploy, this is, this is an opportunity to take that investment and, and deliver a societally valuable business product. And I think, and I believe what Adam Jonas says, you know, that, hey, you know, there's money to be made here. Certain people are going to need a subsidy, yes. A lot of other people that are providing this mobility for themselves may end up looking at this. Oh my goodness. Instead of taking the stairwell, I'm going to take the elevator. Instead of leave my car at home. Or, you know, just put another one on the mantle up here. I mean, that's that's what many of them were for. I mean, they're they're mantelpieces. Use this to get around. And sure, whatever it costs, you know, how much do I have to pay for a Starbucks latte? <sighs> Jeez, if you're willing to pay for a latte, maybe you're willing to be chauffeured and, you know, just hop out. I mean, at that kind of revenue level, whew, all of a sudden you, you're delivering value to as a business rather than value as a flip. It's got to be. I mean, that's the, 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 the investors have to like that, I think. Well, we're on the move. Finally, we're on that's the move. And if we call it Trenton <laughs> moves and Trenton moves, you know, why is it moves is because we because really wanted to have that equity piece in there, the equity piece. <sighs> I mean, you know, one looks at what's being invested in electric vehicles and the, probably the toughest thing about electric vehicles and, you, and all the public investment that's going in electric vehicles is this, you know, there's even an article in the New York Times yesterday or whatever again saying who's going to be the ones that are going to get the most subsidy benefit out of all the subsidy that one in electric vehicles. Guess what? It's the same people that got all the value out of all the investment in roadways. People like me. And, and the people that, you know, if you're poor, you're not going to be able to get a, a kickback or whatever they call it. If you get an electric vehicle, <laughs> don't have enough money to get an electric vehicle. You can't benefit from getting free electricity. Can't benefit from not paying, you know, road use taxes. The rich get richer. Well, let's move along to some headlines yeah. quickly here. Um, Reuters has a report saying Waymo risks losing its lead in the U.S. race to prove robo-taxis are a viable business. I think this is what we've been talking about. Absolutely, I think. And it's great that Waymo went and tested in, in Chandler. I mean, you know, you got to get this thing to work in the easy places first. And I guess, at least I think, that Trenton is actually an easy place for this to work. Because if you look at kind of the places where we looked at you, where you might locate the 50 kiosk and have roadways to interconnect them all so that you can go directly between any of them, the network and so on, you know, they're all local roads. And you've pointed out before, and we've had on the, on the podcast here, that making the point that Waymo was the first, and I guess still is the only one out there without a driver at all on board on many vehicles providing transportation. That's a huge step that they were willing to take, that their technology was ready for it. And now the invitation is open for 
hopefully them to to look at what you're doing here in New Jersey. It's well, I would hope they would, you know, apparently have looked at a lot of different states, or at least you go through their website. I, you know, they don't they don't really talk to me. So I don't really know. I just look at what's publicly available. They claim they've been, I don't know, 25 states. They came in, they're in New Jersey, actually. But they're parking their vehicles in Jersey that, they're, that they use to go out there and map Manhattan. So I guess they're really interested in doing Manhattan and don't really care about New Jersey. And, okay, fine. Maybe we'll find somebody else. In a sense, we only need one. And, and, and it's an invitation to all, and there will, there'll be a, a process, and there'll, there'll maybe a competition, but, but you know, maybe Waymo should take us seriously, because I think we have customers for them. Customers yeah. that will appreciate them and get them started so that it, it it doesn't just, you know, seem to not be going anywhere as, as the, the, I didn't write that article. I just read it. The one that you, you know, right. it suggests that, you know, they've been doing it out there. I don't know how long, but it's, they, they've been driverless at least a year. Haven't they? I, I, we should go back and right. check. Sure. sure. Okay. And in a year you, you would think that, that, you know, you're on some sort of hockey stick. And, and right. if they were in a hockey, I mean, they don't really have to tell us. I mean, it's their business. They don't have to really, I mean, you know, I don't know. They're not looking for investors. Uh, they, they have enough money themselves. So, that, you know, they don't have to go tell anybody if things are going great. But you would think that somebody would be reporting only macro. I mean, there's like, you know, there used to only be this many down there are so many more and I used to have to wait so long and whatever and now it's much lower and because they're out there and there are all kinds of people and, and my goodness when I got in and, and I got in with somebody else and we were ride sharing we went together and I actually took me and and my goodness I can you know and it's it's gone beyond being an amusement ride with bling but I don't know I haven't seen those I'm sure I'll be deluged by comments oh well i hope so and we yeah, i we hope so we would love for them to come on with us and talk more about it we would love for them we've invited them a number of times right and 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 there and but there are others out there that are working on this maybe Absolutely. they'll see this what we think that we've created or what i think the governor thinks that it's been created here is a field of dreams okay and that they will come and they'll see this as an opportunity because while, you know, the equity, equity piece implies that, that, hey, maybe we in New Jersey are going to have to contribute some to, to go from a affordable cost to a, a really affordable price. But that affordable cost allows a lot of other people who are more than willing to pay for a good latte here and allow them to earn a profit. Supposedly, they're building businesses. Moving on, Russ Mitchell at the LA Times has a report talking about the surge in car crash deaths during the pandemic. We've talked about this too. The report says the latest evidence suggests that after decades of safety gains, the pandemic has made U.S. drivers more reckless, speeding, drinking, drugs, and, and even not using seatbelts. Pretty disturbing report. Yeah, and I yeah, really disturbing. And I'm glad Russ, you know, has picked up on it and 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 put it out there because because I think yeah, I don't know. It's to me we've ended up on the on this podcast calling this misbehavior. Okay, and I know every once in a while I misbehave out there on the road, and as you can. I at times rant and rave about stuff. You can imagine <laughs> what I must be like. My, I don't know. My wife probably doesn't want, wishes she was driving and I don't know, whatever. But, you know, uh, just from my little part of the world and 
the speeds out there these days on at least New Jersey roadways is like, whoa. And, you know, I have some friends in, in the state police that I talk to and so on. And, you know, they really don't want to pull anybody over for obvious reasons. Okay. And so maybe, you know, some folks are kind of taking advantage of this and, and getting a little bit ahead of themselves. And when that start, stuff starts to unravel, guess what? You have what Russ is writing about in that article. And, you know, and, and of course, the other thing that we've discussed here, not only the, the kind of, of safe, equitable, affordable, high quality mobility, but it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the orthogonal to that, the perpendicular is the automated driver assistance systems and so on. And I think it's, it's, it, it really is valuable, some of those things. We need some of them, especially the automated emergency braking systems. That, so when somehow you get a little bit ahead of yourself and you get yourself into, you know, between that rock and that hard place, that this stuff bails you out. And it was interesting to watch last night while I'm watching the football game. Uh, you know, GM had some some commercials out there talking about uh, their system. Now, you know, their um, street pilot or I think whatever they call it, you know, equi equivalent to the autopilot of of Tesla, except it monitors you and makes sure that you behave, which is really great. They're now offering in some things other than than the, the Cadillac C6 or whatever it was. And through more of their 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 the rebranded super cruise type this rebrand super cruise is what it's called. Right. Yeah. Right. And right. and you know of course, I don't really agree with the way they do commercials because on that, because now everybody's like, you know, making it, you know, it's a big thing to have your hands off and whatever, and you know, they're clapping and all that stuff. <clears throat> That's fine. But what, what the real value of that is, is, is hopefully allow you to relax, not be as tense when you're driving. And in, in the places where, you really should be applying the brakes. It goes and applies the darn brakes so you don't crash. And most of it is, you know, with respect to applying brakes, it's not, you know, throttle, you know, steer around as if you're a Formula One, whatever. Anyway. But that's that's good news that, that, that they're put, doing that. The, the other car companies are really they're they're taking a strong interest in this. And the other thing that I guess was announced is that you know Intel might spin off Mobileye as a separate company. Yeah, they're you looking. Know, they're and, looking to go uh, take Mobileye public. They're looking to take Mobileye public. And I think uh, you know, I would suspect that the business opportunity is because the technology stack that Mobileye offers is really an advanced driver assistance stack. For the for the manu OEMs to put in their cars that they sell to us, right. and I guess we're more than willing to pay for it. Those of us that can afford it. Yeah, along those lines, Via is now valued uh, at three point three billion dollars after its latest funding round as well. So there's a lot of value being seen. At yeah, there's value. I mean, it's amazing that a transit company is being valued at, you know, almost a um, car manufacturer's value. I mean, that's like amazing. Now, of course, you know, there's a comment in there that, that they, they do autonomous vehicles, which is a, they may well do autonomous vehicles in the future, <laughs> but they're not doing autonomous vehicles. Okay. Yeah. I, right. I, not. I mean, if autonomous vehicles means driverless vehicles without an attendant, which is the way you a driverless vehicle with an attendant, 
why would you pay for the technology? You might as well just have the attendant drive. Right. I mean, unless you think that maybe maybe they'll do it in Trenton. That would. <laughs> yeah, no, but it but but it, it has it has to be focused. I think on on getting the point in which you don't need the attendant, and I and in the in the beginning, and I think you know for Trenton, the, you need the attendant to get get the riders acclimated to this. When they first opened up the people, the automated people mover at Newark Airport, there was always an attendant there on each of the vehicles. Why? So the people wouldn't freak out. There's no driver here. They pulled them out of there. Now maybe there might be an attendant, somebody to help people at each one of the stations. There's so many people there, you can afford to have an attendant. Well, as you often like to point out, there used to be attendants on elevators. You yeah. don't see them anymore. You don't see them anymore. But I think I just looked it up recently. I think there's still 7,000 elevator operators. And in, in the, uh, there's, a, I think, elevator operators union or something like that. I think their peak, uh, I may have the numbers that are off the top of my head. I think their peak was was in, in number of personnel was uh, or members was in 1945 or something like that at 14,000, but, but their membership has only been cut in half. I don't know when the last time I saw one was, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, they used to have one in Tiffany's. I, at one point well, I wa I went into Tiffany's in New York, I guess I, I had to up my game <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, they had them in Tiffany's and they do have them. I think they have them at the, at the, um, at the empire state building and so on. And some, right. some places they have, they have elevator attendants there. Why in places where there's extremely high volume of, of, of riders there are some but, but you know geez if you had to pay one in, in a tenement building i mean you couldn't have tenement buildings higher than five or six floors right. moving on robotic research has uh raised 228 million dollars to build out commercial autonomous offerings this is a company that's previously been working mostly i think with the military yeah, I think I think you know they they have they have the lion's share of the market with uh, with military, and I as as the article suggests that they're going into uh, into the um, more the public part of this, and uh, and, uh, and you know congratulations. I think this is their first round of financing, so they I think they've been in business something like nineteen years or something like that whatever that number is, but, you know, more than a few. And, and I think this is their first, uh, uh, they've done otherwise purely with their customers' money, which I think to me is the way to build a business. I mean, <laughs> I've, in the com companies I've had, I've never been able to raise a nickel. So, um, you know, had to be the, the customers to pay for it. So, but I'm not, I'm not good with a venture capitalist. Well, moving on again, um, <laughs> Tesla is selling a, a fleet of hundreds of Model 3 cars to the city of New York. All EVs, obviously, that's all Tesla yeah. does. Yeah, I think, you know, congratulations. I mean, you know, that's, that's again, they, they did the Hertz thing. They did the, you know, New York thing. Um, um, they seem to be hitting it on all cylinders, Fred. And more, more factories to coming online very shortly, it seems. Yeah. Moved Meanwhile. Their moved their headquarters from California to Texas, apparently. Or, you know, I think they announced that uh, recently. Right. And, hey, great. Yes. But all isn't uh, a bed of roses there. Tesla is being looked at again by NHTSA for enabling in-car video games while driving. And you got to scratch your head. What are they thinking, right? I mean, I, I think you know when when Apple CarPlay, you know, first starting started to be put in the cars on there. You know, really, I mean, um, uh, how much distracting entertainment are you going to put in a car that that usually only has one person in it, the driver? It should be focused on driving. 
instead of watching that stuff. Now, when, when, when I was um, basically um, um, pioneering the development of turn-by-turn -turn navigation, you know, we wanted to put you know, a, a, a map up with driving directions. You know, we we're always afraid that here, you know, we need to put a screen in a car wide to be able to display the, the map so that you could see the turns easily at a glance, you know, boom, you know, a couple of cognitive cycles. And hopefully you've looked ahead far enough in the road ahead. So in a couple of cognitive cycles, you're not going to go, you know, crash into stuff and be able to get information at a glance off of a screen. So we have all this great software that does this and shows this and so on and so forth and, and, and put in screens in cars. What do people do? They start watching videos. Boom. And, and they can't make the screens big enough right now. And then, and, and then, and you know, so people are watching videos and, and, and you can't, if you can get all the information in a video in a couple cognitive cycles and then focus back on your driving, then you'd be in good shape. It seems like the videos you want, oh, next thing you know, boom. And I can't imagine what it is with the video game going on. Bang, boom, beam, two to do, but oh, I got to hit the, I mean, it's crazy. It's putting a, I mean, I don't think it's, it's, it's far from putting a loaded gun into people's hands, right. making sure it's all lined up in your, you know, Russian roulette, but it's not really Russian roulette. That sucker's set up and you're clicking it. Come on. I mean, and the problem with all of this is, is that is that it's impacting my safety because they're going to hit me and kill me maybe i deserve to go i guess i don't know but you know this is this is like this is crazy stuff and elon elon could stop it immediately well, they have so much good stuff going on. And as you've said uh, repeatedly, they've got the over-the-air updates that they could tonight turn that off. They could turn it off and say, look, you've got to be responsible doing this stuff. These aren't driving down a road is, 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 is not a video game. It's serious business. It's, you know, read what, what Russ Mitchell has written. This is serious business, and it's supposed to be a, a, a privilege, not a right. Well, if you're misbehaving, you, you need to have a, you need to either have a note from your mother or a note from your five year old child. Apologizing for your misbehavior and saying you're not going to do it again. Otherwise, you don't get the you don't get the keys. You don't you don't get to do it. Sorry. Because well, you're you're affecting my safety, you're affecting it's affecting your safety. You would think this might be under the what you had you called the command man section of of the newsletter, but I guess this is too serious to put there. This is it's serious too thing. serious to put in the command man. I I, I put a uh, come on Elon, come on Elon, you're a great guy. You've done great things. Look, you did another another. Ninety-seven uh, landings of of SpaceX recovery of boosters. That's like fantastic. And all this other stuff. Geez, clean it up. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and more info is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you turn to for podcasts. 
Smart speakers can play us too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening or watching. Please stay safe and have a great weekend. Uh, yes, and have a great weekend. And we've had a great week here in New Jersey. Uh, I think we're, we're, we're serious about doing something really good uh, for this technology. And I, I hope people begin to take us seriously and, and, uh, and come, come help us here.